Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 313. It is Monday, March 1st, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and a warning for AOL users. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning, happy Monday, and happy welcome to March. Let's say welcome to March. Hello, March. It's here finally. Spring is right around the corner. If you're from my part of the world, you know that's that's something to look forward to. We're getting out of winter, getting into spring. Baseball is coming. All good stuff. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular if you do so. We will keep recording through spring at least. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. All right, let's jump into the news. You may have heard, I think we've even talked about it in this podcast, the Windows 10 Cloud PC. Well, here's the latest update on that. It is, you know, obviously it's going to be a service, PC as a service, I guess you could say. I don't know if that's what they're calling it. Bleepy Computer Microsoft is believed to be working on a new virtualized desktop experience called Cloud PC to help administrators deploy and manage Windows 10 PCs in the cloud via web browser, mobile app, or other or another PC, which is most likely what's going to happen. I can't imagine too many people using Chromebooks or their smartphones, at least not um, on a regular basis, to access their cloud PC. So that's what they're calling it. Cloud PC will also allow Microsoft to handle your organization's device configuration by applying update applying updates security improvements regularly and other manage and offer managed support so there you go they're trying to get into my neck of the woods um and they have some so you could already do this by the way this is already offered by amazon they've offered virtual desktops for a while cisco's also offered it for a while so here's Microsoft finally jumping into the game. This should have been in from the jump. They are experimenting with three different tiers of cloud PC. There is the medium tier, which is two virtual CPUs, four gigs of RAM, 96 gigs of SSD. Heavy tier, two vCPUs, or virtual CPUs, eight gigs of RAM and 96 gigs of SSD. And the advanced tier, which is three vCPUs, eight gigs of RAM and 40 gigs of SSD. And not impressed with any of those, but you have it there. Uh, that is something they're toying with. I don't. It says spring 20 of 20, 2021 will be when it'll be public preview available. Microsoft fixes Windows 10 drive corruption bug. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There was a bug where if you um, accessed a certain path on your computer, your Windows um, your computer would blue screen. Well, that has been fixed, and uh, what you need to know is the patch has been pushed this week, or will be pushed this week. I don't know if this this past week or this coming week, but anyway, Windows 10 Insider Build 21.322, which um, I know we've been pushing some updates out in the last week or so, so that's probably this this past week. So the update is available. the The fix for that issue is available with the this week's this past week's I think. Windows update. T-Mobile discloses data breach after SIM swapping attacks, also on Bleepy Computer. 
American Telecommunications provider T-Mobile has disclosed a data breach after an unknown number of customers were apparently affected by SIM swap attacks. SIM swap fraud or SIM hijacking allows scammers to take control of targets' phone numbers after porting them using social engineering or other bribing or after bribing mobile operator employees to a SIM controlled by the fraudsters. Subsequently, they receive the victim's messages and calls, which allows for easy bypassing SMS-based multi-factor authentication, stealing user credentials, as well as talking over the victim's online service accounts. So it's something I've been talking more and more about as of late. Apparently, it has happened to T-Mobile now. In a data breach notice sent to impacted customers on February 9th and filed with the U.S. Attorney General's office, T-Mobile revealed that an unknown attacker gained access to customers' account information, including personal info and personal identification numbers. As the attackers were able to port numbers, it's not clear if they gained access to an employee's account or did it through the compromised user's accounts. A a T-Mobile spokesperson was not available for comment when contacted by Bleepy Computer earlier today. An unknown actor gained access to certain account information. It appears the actor may have used the information to port your line to a different carrier without your authorization. T-Mobile identified this activity, terminated the unauthorized access, and implemented measures to protect against reoccurrence. Now, T-Mobile usually has, um, you know, they do have the PIN set up on the account or the last four of your social, um, but they do seem to get breached fairly frequently. This is the fifth data breach in four years for them, so they might need to update their security settings, um, their training, whatever it may be. You know, no idea how this person got in. I would guess insider. I could tell you from experience, it's not hard to social engineer a rep at a call center. It's really not. So that is the definite possibility. Um, But if you have T-Mobile, you may want to make sure you are not one of those people that got SIM jacked. Um, You're supposed to be getting a letter if you did. But if you didn't get a letter, you still may want to confirm that. Also, Bleepy Computer, Ryuk Ransomware now self spreads to other Windows LAN devices. A new new Ryuk ransomware variant with worm-like capabilities that allow it to spread to other devices on victims' local networks has been discovered by the French National Cybersecurity Agency while investigating an attack in early 2021. Through the use of scheduled tasks, the malware propagates itself machine-to-machine within the Windows domain, ANSSI, which is short for, oh boy, I don't speak French, but Agency Nationale de la Sécurité des Systèmes information so basically the national agency for the security of information systems once launched it will thus spread itself on very reachable machine on which windows rpc accesses are possible Um, to propagate itself over the local network the new rio variant lists all the ip addresses in the local arp cache arp cache and sends what looks like a wake on LAN packet to each of the discovered devices. It then mounts all sharing resources found for each device so that it can encrypt the contents. So this is a good reason um, to have separate logins because if you don't, then you might be might be sharing de- sharing devices you're not even aware you're sharing. But at least at the very least, shares with like company-wide files and so forth um beware aol phishing email states your account will be closed and i still 
to this day laugh when people tell me they use AOL and I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're somebody I know that uses AOL I don't know why anybody still does it's not secure it's not it's outdated it's just an AOL mail phishing campaign is underway to steal users login name and password by warning recipients that their account is about to be closed while most people are using Gmail Outlook or other modern free email services surfaces services many older people continue to use AOL simply because they're used to the service and find it too complicated to switch to a new service unfortunately this also makes them prime targets and this is true so most people that I know that use AOL are older and are as well versed with the scams that are out there and so now they're getting these email messages that say mailbox will close in three days login to reactivate and of course it's going to include a link that's not going to be AOL and you're going to log in and you're going to lose your account. Uh, the AOL page actually says powered by Weebly. I could promise you AOL is not using Weebly to build their website. So if you get this email message and you click on it, you should first of all you shouldn't click on it. You should just um, you should just ignore it. But if you do happen to click on it and it says built by Weeb or powered by Weebly, that is not AOL. Weebly is a, f I, I believe it's free. It's probably a free version and a paid version, but um, it's a website builder. And AOL has no reason to use a website builder, so that is not them. And we have some HIPAA breaches to report. Covenant Healthcare in Saginaw, Michigan was has discovered an unauthorized individual gained access to two employee email accounts that contain the protected health information of approximately 45,000 patients. The security breach was identified on December 21st with the investigation revealing the first email account was compromised on May 4th of 2020. So they had access for more than eight months, seven months. I'll do my math right, seven months, more than seven months. A review of the compromised email accounts revealed they contain the following types of protected health information, names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, medical diagnosis and clinical information, medical treatment information, prescription information, doctor's names, medical record numbers, patient account numbers, and medical insurance information. Affected individuals have been advised to place fraud alert on their accounts, and of course they're going to be offered free credit monitoring um, because they're required to do that, and of course you get your standard, we are committed to keeping your personal information safe and secure and blah 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 doesn't mean anything now an unauthorized individual has if you, so let me let me go back to that for a second if somebody was in those email accounts for seven plus months you don't care you you cutting corners you don't want to spend the money on the proper training proper security this you just don't care you don't have password policies in place anyway an unauthorized individual has gained access to the email account of an employee of Fisher Titus Medical Center in Norwalk, Ohio. The email account was first accessed in August 2020 and access remained possible until October 2020, so that one is only two months, but still, when the breach was discovered, an email account was secured. The delay in issuing notifications to affected patients or affected individuals was due to the time taken to investigate the breach, which again, doesn't matter. Third-party cybersecurity experts completed their investigation on January 13th and breach notification letters were sent on February 18th. The medical center determined the breach included patient names, medical information such as diagnosis, clinical information, health insurance inf info, social security numbers, credit, debit card numbers, affected individuals whose social security number was potentially compromised have been offered complimentary membership to credit monitoring services for 12 months. And of course, now they're taking the appropriate safeguards.
University Hospital in Newark, New Jersey has discovered an unauthorized individual gained access to its computer network and potentially viewed and exfiltrated patient information. The incident was detected on September 14th with the system found to have breached four days previously. So I don't know why it took them till now to report. That's, uh, what is that, three, five months. A forensic investigation revealed the attacker potentially gained access to names, addresses, dates of birth, driver's license numbers, social security numbers, state ID numbers, passport numbers, insurance information, financial information, medical record numbers, and some clinical information. And again, the standard credit monitoring stuff. Gore Medical Management and Medical Practice Company based in Griffin, Georgia has discovered a historic data breach involving the protected health information of 79,100 individuals. The breach occurred in 2017 and affects patients of Family Medical Center in Thomaston, which is now part of the Upson Regional Medical Center. On November 20th, November 2020, Gore Medical Management was informed by Federal Bureau of Investigation that a third-party computer had been recovered as part of an investigation which was found to contain the PHI of Family Medical Center patients. Um... The breach investigation confirmed that the vulnerable exploited, vulnerability exploited by the hacker to gain access to the Family Medical Center network had been identified and corrected a few months after the breach, although the breach itself was not detected at the time. The medical record system was not compromised, but files containing names, addresses, dates of birth, and social security numbers were exfiltrated. No financial information or health care records are involved. Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, a Ra- Raresburg, Pennsylvania, based provider of addiction treatment centers or treatment programs for adults and young people has discovered an unauthorized individual gain access to employee email accounts that contain the protected health information of 7,771 individuals. Suspicious activity was detected on an email account on July 29th and steps were taken to prevent further access and investigate the breach. The investigation confirmed that certain email accounts had been accessed by the unauthorized individual between July 27th and July 30th. So multiple email accounts means no phishing mitigation. Forensic investigation was conducted and the compromised accounts were reviewed to determine the information potentially obtained by the hacker. The process was completed on December 29th. Again, that's uh, five months. The types of information in the accounts varied from individuals, so this has been now seven months that it's taken them to report. But anyway, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, financial account information, payment card information, date of birth, prescription, diagnosis information, treatment information, treatment provider, health insurance, medical information, Medicare, Medicaid ID number, employer identification number, electronic signature, username, and password. And they say they were unable to determine if any data was exfiltrated. Um, You should always assume that it has been. But there you have it. Lots of HIPAA breaches that not handled well or not detected properly or whatever. You know, multiple multiple failures here. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.